it slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of Creators Collective. We're going to be having another fun week here. Uh, we are actually going to be talking about the Instagram contest and naming a winner. Uh, but we have a bunch of other things. And we actually have uh, several good questions that were submitted this week. And uh, we'll be diving into those. So this should be a, uh, an action-packed session as long as we don't talk too much which case then will be a long action pack session, but <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So, uh, Zach, why don't you kick us off? What's, uh, what you working on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a long action pack session. Yes. If you yeah. guys could see how many windows I have open, I probably have, I mean, so it's crazy when we do this, when we do this chat, we have like, how many windows do we have? We have like our recording one. one two, we three, have our four, hangouts five, one. Six, we have the pop out one nine, show ten, notes, 11, 12. I have 12 windows open. I have I have that plus like the 12 windows that are always open. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll stumble across like a website or an article or something that that I think is really interesting. And then, um, you know, I just leave it up in the tab instead of bookmarking it like an adult would do. I just leave it in the tab. <laughs> and I think, oh, I'll just go back and read that when I have time. And I just accumulate those things over you know the period of six months until it just gets ridiculous and each tab is like so small that i can only see like the first two letters on it <laughs> so anyway what were we talking about what are you working on what's on your bench not on your desktop uh, <laughs> oh, um so i have notes i wrote all of this down because i forget um oh yeah okay so i have some exciting stuff going on um that welding cart video that i've been talking about forever yeah I'm really excited because like this is a project that's the first one that I've put thought into like the recording and like shooting and production and like just stepping up that whole game. And then I'm like, I'm going to write my own music for this video because I, I spent one day, I'm like, man, I can't find the right songs. And as much as I love Cola, uh, the guy that I use most of his music is a great guy. I've just like heard those songs because when you edit a video and you guys can vouch for me on this, you get, if you have ever done anything with music, by the time you're done editing that video, even if it's only eight minutes long, like that song or whatever songs you used will be stuck in your head for the next month of your life because you spend, even though the song's only three minutes, by the time you're done editing the video, you've probably listened to that song for seven hours straight. Yes. And it just yep. gets repulsive, no matter how good the music is. So I'm kind of, I need to take a break from like the same 15 songs I use for all my videos. And I decided, you know what? Like, I need to get back into music. That was a big passion of mine. So I started, I'm like, I'm going to start recording my own music. And uh, so I've been doing that and I'm just waiting on the production. One of my friends in Portland that we used to jam together. So I do, I'm doing all the the tracking and stringed instruments and all that. And, and he's just, I mean, this dude should be a famous, you can record any sound and he'll turn it into like a, so I'm just waiting to get those tracks back on that, to put that into the video and hopefully uh, hopefully I'll get that out today or Saturday. I just feel like Friday's not that I buy too much mysticism what day you put you out, but I think Friday's. So welding cart video, uh, backlit steel sign. Uh, when I went to the Cleveland event, the Lincoln Electric thing, 
they cut out my logo and it looks awesome. And I'm going to turn that into a sign. So I got everything that I need for that yesterday. I got some, uh, some of the, have you guys worked with the, the LEDs, the sticky LEDs? Uh, yeah, once. Yeah. So I, I got a spool of those in. It's weird though. Cause you get like so much of it and you have to cut so much of it off and then it's just garbage. I just feel really guilty. Um, <laughs> So that one should go pretty quick. I'm going to have that video out in the next few weeks as well. And that's going to cover kind of the, the trip to Cleveland is that little build there. Um, and I was on the make or break podcast yesterday, which was a lot of fun. So I think James, you've been on that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. You're uh, you, you have alien voice audio, uh -oh. six, six bit audio there, eight bit audio. <laughs> uh um zach can't you, you on those on those leds i thought you could uh solder jumper connections to the next you probably can but then like i mean because when you get that bundle at least the one that i ordered and i'm sure i'm gonna get flooded with like you're an idiot by these instead emails yeah you will <laughs> but uh um it comes with one connection because it's like the remote actually i'll look it up let me let me pull up the i could i could find the one that yeah i guess uh, I yeah, guess you have to buy buy little jumper cables that can actually clip onto the end. You don't have to solder them, um, and that will uh, allow you to turn corners or extend them out and put another one in another place. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, because I've seen a lot of have a whole bag of money. <laughs> See, I'm trying. Yeah, to find, I'm trying to find the right window right now that has the the link. J to the JW Craftsman in the live chat um, is just saying you solder in a new power supply, and you can use the rest of the spool. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, most people can solder in. They'll have like these little four or five pin connectors that you can plug in. Huh. I think I I think I caught some of that. Said. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I wonder if you get the you know the bullhorns that had like the three mod like switches. You had like the alien voice and you had like the deep voice and stuff. I wonder if we got one of those and put it on if it decode your audio down normal again. Yeah, you could talk like a demon the rest of the show. <laughs> okay, is this any better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually the webcam mic. I mean, the audio isn't great, but we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> we can deal with it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm working on. Uh, yesterday was a snow day for me and the family. Um, the first day of spring, we got about six inches of snow throughout the day. Uh, so I was plowing my ridiculously long driveway. Um, <laughs> in multiple sessions and stopping when I'd get cold and wet and like go throw my pants in the dryer. And then, uh, uh, yeah. So the, yesterday was kind of a, a wash for getting anything done. Um, cause my daughter doesn't let me work in the office, uh, without coming in there and like smashing the keyboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am going to install the, uh, live edge spalted hackberry vanity, countertop this afternoon um, at a friend of mine's house that's going wall to wall. Um, I got that countertop scribed and fit. Um, the It's a six foot wall with two, uh, two and a half foot little walls that kind of come out and uh, they were, the walls are like a half inch out. Like there's a half inch belly um, from side to side. Uh, so it would have looked really, really janky if I didn't try to scribe it. If I just tried to like, cut a rectangle and put it in there. Who made that wall? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, um, I'm about to, I'm doing a little R and D for Grizzly. Um, they are looking at picking up a new set of carbide, um, 
chisels, uh, carbide turning tools. Um, so they're sending me out a sample set to see if I think they're they're good, if they're bad, if they should pick them up, if they shouldn't. Um, just kind of run them through their paces and kind of give them my feedback and say, you know, yeah, they're great. They're totally, you know, awesome for carbide or nah, I'd pass. Um, and I'd started finishing the basement um, to put <laughs> uh, like a bedroom and a bathroom down there and a finished hallway and just getting some honeydews. Uh, she's my wife's been on me to start that project for a long time. And I finally, finally got that started. Um, and most of all, I'm just trying to motivate. I got kind of in a funk with the winter and like just delays on things. And I couldn't like get myself rolling on projects and getting videos out and getting projects started for their clients. And so today I'm like, let's, you know, uh, carpe diem. I think we should, we, let's talk about that a bit. I bet a lot of people have had that sort of same dilemma before just kind of not motivated mm-hmm. yeah. to do stuff. Like what was the hang up? Yeah. How do you guys stay motivated? Cause Zach, you're pretty, well, both of you guys are like super, seem to be super productive. Um, I always and, try and find things that motivate me because then I'll be halfway into a project and I'll be like, eh, I don't want to do this one anymore. And then so I'll find something else that, that drives me. Um, something else that's like, Ooh, that looks like fun. Let's try that. Um, so rather than, you know, trying to be motivated about a project, um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I find that i my, my creative juices are best when I am driving on a project, when I find something that's really interesting to me. Uh, so I'm okay with jumping around. All right. So I, I feel like I'm just kind of like ADD where like, if I jump around, like nothing gets done. Like I only <laughs> do a little bit on each thing and like I procrastinate on the things that I don't want to do. So I jump on something else and then it's dangerous, like, man. I, yeah. I, I know how it is though. Like I'm kind of prone to do it. I don't allow that to happen to myself or I try not to, but I'm the same way. But, uh, I mean like I didn't realize it was weird until, you know, probably 10 years ago. But like, even when I eat food, I have all of one thing before I start the next thing. And apparently that's weird. I know um, a few people like that, but I always thought it was weird too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I try and do the same thing with, I, I guess that mentality is just what helps me, uh, you know, make progress. Cause it's super, I'm the same way. It's super easy for me to get distracted. I think being aware of that is the first step. You know, it's like an addiction and a lot of people are addicted to stimulus and i think that's really what you just you need to have more but you know being able to being being mindful of the fact that like nope i'm getting distracted and this isn't what i really want i think being able to break things up into uh this was something that stuck with me from years ago is realizing what you um what you feel like doing and what you want to and and knowing the difference being able to 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 distinguish the differences i mean um you know, I'll use like the gym for just because I don't think anybody likes going to the gym. I mean, I'm sure there's people do. that do. Well, you're weird though. I look James. forward to going to the gym. They have child watch. Someone else takes care of my kids for three hours. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who runs like 20 miles in four degrees. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but what I'm getting at is the, the difference between what you need and what you want for just for because it's a simple analogy. Everybody wants to be in better shape or in good shape. Um, but you never really feel like going to the gym and being able to distinguish what you want from what you need. It's the same thing with a project. Like I want, I want to work on this project. I want to finish it, but I don't feel like doing it. And how are you going to make your decision? Are you going to make it on what you want for yourself or what you feel like doing it? So that's something that I always, if I'm lacking motivation, I know even if I don't feel like it, I'm like, no, this is what I need to do. This is the right choice. And that's, and it's the same thing is like, once you get started, once you get off the couch and you start moving, 
then it's easy and it's fun. Same yeah. thing with like, you know, like once you're there, it's not that bad. It's the, it's like getting into a pool. I mean, <laughs> leave 80, 90 degree weather and jump into a 60 degree pool or a 70 degree pool. But once you're in it, you know, it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. See, I'm was, in the opposite boat because I, I that's, it's also one of the reasons why I like hand tools is that I get to do things purely because I want to do them. And if I don't want to do it, then I do something else that I do want to do. Um, but I know because of my mindset, that's okay, because I know at some point in the future, I'm going to come back to this project that I didn't want to do at that time, and I want to do it now. Um, and so if I only do things when I want to do them, then everything will eventually be done. Um, but that's that's my personality. It's a very different. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, and a lot of times for me, when I run into something I don't want to do, um, either I find another project that I want to do, or I find a different way to do what I have to do and make it something that I want to do. Like I have to turn something. Well, I don't want to, you know, go get a powered lathe, but a spring pole lathe, that's fun. Um, so it's yeah. a different way of doing the same thing, finding a way that is actually enjoyable that you want to try, which is usually for me, finding a harder way to do it or a <laughs> new way to do it that, that gets my juices going and makes me want to do it. Yeah. I think I just need one of those like really productive shop days where I, I'm just like, just, <laughs> Just like to get me motivated again. Yeah, I just kept running into like little stuff or little like weird things. And I'm working with a lot of heavy live edge slabs lately, just because I guess if you do one thing, then everybody wants you to do that same thing, which is cool. It's a, it's a niche or a niche, however you want to say that. Um, but like I'd be like almost finished on a project and then I'd flip the slab over and there'd be like a little piece chip of you know something on my bench and then i flip the thing back over <laughs> on the showcase and now there's like a dent in the you know in the finished piece and i'm like ah oh, i have to like go back and address that and so i just need like a good shop day and get all the small stuff out of my shop so i can like get my shop clean and then just just kind of just go yeah um, and i was really looking forward to spring like when i can open up my shop doors and my shop windows and you know have the dogs running in and out and uh birds chirping and stuff like that but then we got this you know surprise snow you know six inches and i was like dealing with that yesterday uh so but anyway i'm just boohooing but uh i'm gonna get mo i'm motivating uh I, oh i got one more thing that's really exciting um to motivate me also um i was out uh, last weekend and run, ran into some old friends. They just bought an old condemned house. Uh, they're gutting it, turning it into a pizza place. Um, anyway, and they cut down. Oh, we got dogs. <laughs> uh, and they cut down this tree that needed to come down in the backyard. And it turns out it was this giant dogwood, um, the biggest dogwood I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, the thing's probably, I don't know, 15, 16 inches across. Um, which is huge for a dogwood. And so I did a little research on the kind of area of town and when that kind of got developed. Um, and I dated this dogwood between 1890 and 1920. Um, and so I'm going to turn it into lots of cool stuff. Some people want some mallets, uh, bowls, stuff like that. So that's actually really, really motivating. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Uh, I was going to say yeah. it a few minutes right. ago um, before my dogs interrupted me, but we we're just talking about how weird James is and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was i came up i feel like i came up with a perfect description when we were at uh, the workbench con i was talking about james and uh i was saying he's the kind of guy that would take up smoking just so that he could quit and i feel like that's the perfect summation 
names. I could imagine you having a conversation with a smoker and then being like, you don't get it. You would totally take up smoking and quit just to be like, yeah, it wasn't that hard. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. That's, that's your personality. I love it. Or like get into like opioids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right on. The, most, the most amazing willpower of any human being I've ever met. <laughs> all right speaking of uh, stubbornness glutton for punishment james what are you working on uh the glue test yeah <laughs> i'm about uh three quarters of the way of gluing on all 1280 of those blocks Jesus. and uh yeah uh, well, you know what i mean guys what's that let's see what i mean guys <laughs> insane uh, uh, and then uh wildman tech uh, is actually building the frame for the testing rig uh, he just finished it up this week he did a, a live uh video of him building that so he'll be uh, setting that out here soon so hopefully um sometime early april i'll actually be doing this test and then going through and one by one busting off every block and every block i bust off then i have to write on the block what its strength was that individual's block code then take a picture of the block and then take a picture of the backer board that it came off of and then move on to the next one and do the exact same thing over again 1280 times this is like the human genome project but like <laughs> just a little bit different so yeah that's uh it's coming along and uh, the super glues are really nice they they uh, they're a lot faster for some reason um but other things in the shop uh, i just started up a facebook group uh, zach you kind of uh, encouraged me to do that so i have a facebook group called uh, wood by right hive mind and it's kind of my sounding board so if anyone is interested in kind of having a, a voice or a say in what's going on with wood by right uh, it's a place i can go to and say hey i'm thinking about doing this what do you guys think of that and i've been really getting a lot of good ideas on that uh, so if you look up on facebook uh wood by right hive mind um, you can ask to join in there um yeah and, and speaking of that i actually i was going to be doing a video for saturday that fell apart uh what i was planning on just wasn't going to work so i'm going to do that another time but then one of the guys in the hive mind said well, why don't you make coasters i'm like well i've never made coasters and that's a pretty quick easy project so i'm making coasters um and i'm actually going to be i'm i'm live broadcasting because i'm playing with that on facebook so on my facebook page i'm going to be doing a a live feed of building the coasters start to finish uh, so i did half it yesterday i'll do the other half today uh, so if you guys like watching that while you're at work or <laughs> something else um, you can pull that up and see an actual behind the scenes real-time view of how long it takes me to make something nice. so yeah i think oh. i'm gonna make some coasters yeah, oh. what's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think i'm gonna make some coasters uh -oh. uh, a video on uh doing a video on different finishes and their kind of hold up to wear and use. And I think a coaster is a perfect end goal to, you know, make some coasters and then finish a bunch with different finishes and then um, do like the water test, the coffee test, the, you know, soda can test. Um, alcohol you know, test. Alcohol yeah, sh test. Shellac and coasters is not a good. That's good right. Combo. That's right. Unless it's a dry bar or a, a non-alcoholic bar. Not a dry bar. Different. That's just called a restaurant or a cafe, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. Uh, all right. So somebody was excited about something before I jumped in. Uh, yeah, I'm also. I also have a hand plane I'm making. I'm going to be making a low angle jack. Um, so I've got a blade from Hawk Iron, um, Hawk Toolworks, and uh, I'm going to be making it out of hard maple. So that will be coming up hopefully at the end of next week. Oh, cool. 
So kind What's of a, a separate side project. A uh, wooden, wooden jack? Yeah, wooden it? low angle jack, but it will be a, a bevel, uh, a bevel down low angle jack. Do you just grind that bevel different or does Hawk actually sell a bevel down low angle? Um, I will, I will redress it to 25 because I think it's at 30 right now. Okay. Um, I'll actually have the bed at 30 degrees. So normally a low angle plane has an active angle of um, what is it, 12 and a half plus 30. Uh, 12 and a half plus 25, so it's uh, what, uh, 37 and a half. Um, so I'll be able to put this all the way down to a 30 degree active angle um, actual cutting. So it'll be a lower angle than your average um, low angle plane. It's ultra low angle. Yeah, but it'll also have a, uh, a chip breaker um, so you can still do the ultra fine with the low angle. Huh. So I've had this discussion with a few people. So uh, people like low angle jack planes because they tear out less is that right but then working with super figured no. woods use a high angle jack plane yeah you, okay. they, they tear out more if you go against the grain or if you're in figure okay. um, that's why you want to use the higher angle for that um the the big benefit to them is number one they're easier there's less doohickeys and knobs and adjustments um and number two they push easier um because your angle of attack is slightly lower okay but uh, yeah so somebody was trying to tell me that low angle jack planes offer less tear out, but that didn't make any sense to me because you'd be easier to get under that tricky grain and just. Yeah. The, the big problem is that they don't have a chip breaker. Um, and because they don't have a chip breaker, there is no way to, to crush the curl early, but, and, and stop the tear out. Um, and also because of the low angle, they tend to be more like a wedge and slide underneath the grain and, and pop the grain out. Whereas with a, uh, with a traditional smoothing plane, um, bevel down, you have a chip breaker that will break the, the curl early um, so that it doesn't tear out. And number two, it's higher, so it's also compressing the curl. And then um, number three, uh, well, because it's higher, it's not like a wedge going underneath it. It's a little bit more, of a, a slightly more scraping action than you right. would get with the lower angle. So if you have really high figured wood, you can set up a plane to do most all high figured wood, but the amount of adjustment it takes is astronomical. Uh, the chip breaker's gotta be really close to the edge. The mouth has gotta be tight. The blade's gotta be sharp. Everything's gotta be fine. Um, and so it takes a lot more work to do that. Right People don't like work though. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool, should we get into some uh, Q and A? Yeah, um, we actually have uh, Egbert Joe. I'm guessing that's the name, it's all one smushed together. He uh, sent us three questions this week, and there were some very good questions. Um, number one was, uh, who's going to be the first person to do electronic projects? You talk in your intro about doing electronics, but it seems like I haven't seen any of you do any electronic projects besides maybe Zach's lamp. Uh, maybe James doing a hand tool project, and then an Arduino? Uh, I would like to inter interject and say I have done electronics projects. Um, I, made a, I made a couple Bluetooth uh, wireless Bluetooth uh, speakers that had, uh, you know, some circuit boards and Bluetooth receivers and soldering and speakery goodness in it. So, so yeah, I've done electronics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I went to school to do that stuff. I, I have a box back there that has like an oscilloscope, a power generator, like all the electrical engineering tools one could ever dream of using. Uh, I got so sick of doing that stuff in school. I just never want to see it again. I mean, I have like probably $4,000 worth of equipment in a box back there. And I haven't, I've been here for two years and I haven't set it up. Um, however, 
I do. I have considered making a guitar amp, which might, I mean, I used to build guitar and uh, tube amplifiers. So I have one, I know where it went. I have one somewhere in this room that I built. Um, but now that I'm getting back into doing music and stuff, I think that might make for a cool project video. Um, oh yeah. Probably make what I'm thinking about doing is actually doing a video. I had this idea the other day is doing a video where I start out with just like some sort of like sanding or something. And like that becomes like the percussion. And then like I build the guitar and then I can start playing the guitar for the rest of the track. And then I build an amp and then I can plug the guitar into the amp. And like, so the song would actually build along with the instruments that I make. Um, so but yeah. that'll probably, that's so ambitious. It'll probably never actually happen, but it's a that cool is, idea. That is ambitious. Um, I've definitely wanted to build an amp uh, and I've got some whiskey barrels that I think I want to break down and make a whiskey barrel amp. Um, and because Fender actually made one uh, some years back, it was like a special edition Jim Beam Fender collaboration thing. Um, and then I was kind of got my mind rolling. Uh, and yeah, so I'm going to build an amp. So I'll probably be picking your brain about that, Zach. I have uh, you can see on the background, maybe there. I'll see if I can point with my yeah, yeah. one and that one. And I have some more on the walls over there and actually you can see an old antique tube am tube radio right there yeah i turned all of those into guitar amplifiers and uh with like three band eq and stuff um i might do something like that just because it's so easy i mean tube amps tube amps are pretty straightforward i mean like the old 5e3 circuits that's one of the ones that's the one that i kept um they're actually pretty straightforward i mean as long as you can solder it's it's not that unless you you know start getting tube amps really aren't that cool but even like these things with the, uh, I think LM386 is the chipset, just an IC chip. I mean, there's like 10 things that you solder together and a pretty good sounding, but it has decent clipping and overdrive character. So it actually kind of nice, but yeah, I built those for one of my projects and they're pretty easy. So, I mean, I could do something like that in a couple hours. So I might, I might do one of those just to show it. All right. You do a tube amp video so I can watch it and then I'll make my tube amp. <laughs> well, I might start with just, I'd start with just the chip one. I mean, if somebody's never built, if somebody wants to get into like building amplifiers, I would start out with just the basic, I think it's called the Ruby is like the generic amp that is an LM386 chip, um, which is what those are. It's a pretty straightforward circuit. I mean, unless you start, you can, and the, the cool thing is, I mean, if you know your theory and stuff, um, you can change the MP and put like a, uh, I, I think on that one, I put like an eighth uh, jack in it. So I'll plug my phone and you, there's just a different, uh, uh, it's for like audio going at the height. But yeah, if, I mean, if you want to get all theoretical about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For, for me, actually, my, my master's was in uh, automation. Um, and so I've, I've wanted to do that, uh, but it just doesn't quite fit the channels much. Although I do have a really fun idea with a, a Raspberry Pi I want to put together, but uh, maybe someday. An automated hand plane. <laughs> like that, was, that was my rocket plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of the most hilarious. I didn't even hear anything you said because I was just laughing at the fact <laughs> that you made a rocket-powered hand. <laughs> that should have gone viral. I mean, just the idea worth, you know. Uh, <laughs> I if anybody hasn't seen James's rocket-powered hand plane video, I had us checking it. Every bit as ridiculous as you'd expect it to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do we get into Joe, uh, Egbert Joe's second question? Yeah, go ahead and read that off. Okay. Where do you guys draw the line between making and building? You build a house, not make a house. You can build or make furniture. What's, uh, what size or scale do you draw the line? Um, 
for me, just because I grew up in construction, uh, I would say rough framing is, is like building. Um, so I'm, when I'm finishing the basement, that's all rough framing with, you know, framing nail guns, uh, uh, you know, stud material, um, two by material where I feel like making is on a smaller scale, like the small furniture, um, and maybe, maybe more advanced joinery. Uh, but I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. I'd so say I, would, for- I would put it to the characteristic of, can you pick it up? Um, so oh. if you can carry it, then you make it. If you have to call someone over to move it and the two of you can move it, then it's kind of on the edge where you could make it or you can build it like a, a dining room table. You can make a dining room table. You can also build a dining room table. Um, I, but I then if you can't move it, then it's definitely a build. I don't think there's any distinction between the two. I, don't, I mean, I think it's semantics. I think if you're if you're creating something, it's just uh, ad, it's an adjective. Like you're either building it or whatever. It's I like, would say it's like soda or pop. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're I, you're doing something with your hands. It's awesome. I would say you build a house, but you make a home. Oh, that sounds. <laughs> that just sounds poetic. I think it's one of those nonsensical things that just sounds nice. I think I read that on a sign in like a Cracker Barrel once. Yeah, I was gonna say I could imagine that like embroidered on something over the toilet in a fancy restaurant. <laughs> making takes your hands, but uh, it's me. Building uh, takes, uh, building your, takes your hands, but making takes your heart. Ooh. Oh, I feel like that. Uh, that kind of goes with the old adage of like a laborer uses his hands, uh, an artisan uses their brain. Uh, I don't know. There's some old adage about like the different levels of like, you know, laborer, like craftsman, artisan, artist, uh, where like you use the head, the heart and the hands. You know what I would like to see over a toilet and a cracker barrel? I would like to see, um, you can make glue out of pretty much any body part. Uh, that we need, that's our first shirt. I think I started, uh, yesterday's video yeah i think it was yesterday's video off with that joke yeah yeah i watched that because uh, i had to see how you made glue out of milk uh and you started that off and i was i'm laughing a lot of, of lots of things right now the live chat uh, make brooklyn said my uh my quote would make a great tramp stamp <laughs> uh oh i was gonna ask you was that i i just lost all track of or all sense of time but did the you did the film was the last film school Friday that you did was that last week did you actually put it out last Friday? Uh, no, I skipped, skipped last. One. I skipped one um, just because life got in the way and projects got in the way. Um, and I'm kind of going off of the Peter McKinnon mantra where he started Two Minute Tuesdays and would do similar you know effect like effects tutorials and things. Um, but they started kind of getting in the way of him doing anything else. Um, yeah. so, so where he's said that he didn't want them to be every Tuesday. They were just yeah. kind of a, a segment on his channel that he could put out, you know? Um, so instead of trying to rush them out, uh, I want to make them like super, super quality. Um, like this next video is going to be like my editing process, which okay. I think is kind of an abstract. It's like, how do you make a video about editing, but you're also editing the video about editing. So it's kind of like That's- this, like, that mind sound, yeah it's like uh kind of an inception thing yeah so i'm i'm struggling with figuring that out but i want that video to be like really high quality really good um so i'm gonna put that out 
when it's out. It probably won't be out tomorrow, but um, but they're still coming. Uh, okay, cool. I just wanted to just wanted to make sure because I really enjoy those. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, save the other two questions for next week and yep, okay. next time. And let's jump into the uh, the joke of the week. And this yes. is this is a this is a good one. This is especially good. I really like this one. Uh, this is this comes from Make Brooklyn, uh, someone who watches the channel. He's in the live chat right now. And uh, what did the saw say to the drill? Nothing. Tools are inanimate objects. They don't have language skills. <laughs> the anti joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. The anti joke. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Well, why don't you lead us off into the uh, the photo challenge? Yeah, yeah why, why don't you do that? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the photo challenge. Um, so this week we are talking about the last challenge uh, and our favorites um, and not the current challenge. Uh, the current challenge is uh, hands-on tools. Um, make, make an interesting photo uh, with your hand or someone's hands on some tools. Uh, has to be appropriate, so... You know, like tools is very literal. Yeah. Figuratively. Yeah. It has to be appropriate. Uh, it could be funny. Uh, it could be dramatic. It can be uh, powerful, uplifting, inspiring, but appropriate. Or depressing. Is the, it can or be depressing. Awful. Yeah. It can be, it can be awful. Um, um, so this, uh, the first challenge was interesting, uh, was photos of hand planes. Um, and I'm going to lead off my favorites uh, with, Dan R. Carey on Instagram, uh, he posted a really hilarious photo of a little figure, um, a little action figure, planing with a with a block plane, yes. um, and it was just really well lit. It was humorous. It was uh, just creative. It, it was really really good. Um, the second one was just a beautiful image of another block plane. Um, it was backlit. Uh, the, the highlights were perfect. It was just a really nice photo. It was um, Justin Limoges, uh, or Limoges. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, L-I-M-O-G-E-S. Um, and it was uh, a simple photo, but it was just, just elegant and beautiful. Uh, and then my last favorite was uh, the Woodwork Life, um, where he... I talked about this on the last show, um, but he actually took some sawdust from his shop. It was kind of a side lit. It looked like maybe he had a garage door open um, or a, or a, a big window. Then uh, he threw sawdust in the air to give his hand plane a really cool background, a really cool shop atmosphere. So points to all you guys. Uh, and Zach, who are your favorites? My favorites are uh, Barefoot Finn. It's just a black and white hand plane side view. It just it's just clean, nice looking. So I have four favorites. Also, uh, Rick from uh, the Woodwork Life you mentioned. Um, Rick's a cool um, two trip Atlanta, the workbench, um, and the Wooden Weekends. That was a really good one. That's the one that had uh, kind of that red and black houndstooth background. Do you remember that one? Yep. It's yep. it's kind of like the the plane's almost all silhouetted. It's just. It's ominous. It looks like a '80s like Terminator Schwarzenegger movie or something. I I, I thought it was very um, Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. It has <laughs> yeah. it has this like I don't know how you can like just the lighting has like this kind of early '90s like dramatic something. And, that reminds me of my theater work with the psych backdrop. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, uh, kids tool crib with underscores between. Uh, that's like a 
late 1800s hand plane. The lighting's just, uh, those are my four favorite. It looks like we are overlapping on two at least. Oh, two. Uh, well, I guess James, you have to talk, talk about James. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, uh, Boone like, like, Langston? Langston. Langston. He's, he's one of my buddies I went to high school with. Yeah, his is yeah. a good one, too. He actually has a, a toy plane, like an airplane, and it's dramatic. It's in his hand, and it's crashing to the ground, and he's crying. I, I thought <laughs> it, was, it was just this great. Yeah. yeah you had he's to got think. a YouTube channel as well, by the way. And then, of course, the uh, the woodwork, the wooden weekend, uh, the one that you were just talking about. Uh, I really like that, that backlight. It took me back to my theater days, and well done. <laughs> Those are your two? Yeah. So since we have the two common ones, I think it's only fair, Will, you have to pick between the woodwork life and the wooden weekends for our wedding. Oh, let's see. It's uh, a tough one. That is tough. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, Zach, well, Zach, you're overlapping on two um, between between James and yeah. I. So I think you should have to pick. Which, yeah, I think which, you'd be one, which, which one do I have to choose? The woodwork life and the wooden weekends. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, why don't you get, let me look for a minute. You guys hype up the next one. Cause we need some submissions for next week. And yeah. by the way, at least for now, like whoever wins this one, I'm just going to send a t-shirt to. So I'll send you a message here. And when we're done with the podcast and uh, figure out what size do you want? And also, we haven't really figured out our prizes. Now. We're going to do something for that. Yeah. Um, well, I decide that you guys, yeah, that's how we that's how we roll on the Creators Collective podcast. It's live. We go ahead and go take with it, Will. All right, yeah. so you're the video uh, guy. The yeah, guy. I'm the picture guy. I'm the the yeah media professional. Uh, so uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting project. It's going to make you think outside the box um, to get your hands on tools while still taking the photo. So I think um, I have images of getting yourself away from the camera on a timer. Um, maybe you're using some sort of mirror uh, uh, tripods. You can make your own tripods out of, you know, just a wood block with a hole drilled in it with a quarter 20 bolt. Um, you can use your cell phone. You can use your uh, tablet. You can use your, uh, you know, actual camera, <laughs> um, DSLR, mirrorless. Uh, I just think hands-on tools, you can get, a lot of you can get really creative um kind of within that woodworking craftsman a lot of texture in your hands dirt you know under your fingernails shavings curls uh fibonacci curls off of the chisel something like that um but yeah james do you have anything bouncing around in your head on that no i have a hand and a tool and you put the two <laughs> together and you take a picture boring <laughs> all right uh i think I think I've got to give it to Rick. All right. Uh, uh, the woodwork life. God, they're both good. And there's like, there's so many other good pictures that we just couldn't mention. Like we, it looks like we got 65 submissions, which was so many more than we were expecting. Um, this is a really tough. I mean, not, I mean, almost, I'd say 90% of the pictures really, really good. But uh, yeah, no. And that's a like great job. Everyone. Yeah. Um, this was like Zach said, it was a really hard decision. Um, we but, had to like add an extra week. We had, I think we actually added two weeks to the decision to the amount uh, of stuff. So, uh, so yeah. And for those of you who want to know, I'll be trying to put a link to all of these in the description. So if you want to see those, you can see them down there. Or just go to Instagram and do hashtag creators photo chat. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So for, for, for next time, get us, get us some pictures coming in of hands. I don't know what the prize will be. 
we'll figure out. Do we want to push that one two weeks? Cause we didn't really get, um, do we want to start that now and decide to, and I know we said we'd start it. Sounds good. Yeah. Creative collectors, collectors, the creator, uh, collectors, the the creators collective podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're the, we're nobody wins and the points don't matter. (laughs) You get a shirt or something that kind of matters. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's go into what we're watching and reading. Uh, Will, why don't you take us off? Yeah, so I know I've, I've talked about him on the podcast before, but uh, he just he's killing it lately. Uh, Pask makes uh, Australian fella just uh, he put out a video on making a simple forge out of a paint can, um, some plaster of Paris and sand for the refractory, and a map gas torch. And he it was just a really super simple video. It was short. It was just like oh, like I could I'm gonna go make one of those right now. Um, and bonus points to him because he turned his forge into a pig and he put little ears and a curly tail on the forge. That's great. Uh, yeah. And he named it. I can't remember what he named it, but, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. Cool. James, how about you? Um, I'm watching uh, Wildman Tech. Um, he is actually the, the guy who, uh, I've worked with him a couple of times. He's, he built the, uh, the metal parts for the beam clamps that I made a while ago. So if you've ever seen in my videos, I'm working with these wooden beam clamps uh, with metal hardware on them. Uh, he actually made uh, some of those a while ago, and I really love using those. But uh, he's actually making the uh, frame for the glue test. So um, a really cool channel. He does some really interesting things over there, mostly metalworking. Um, yeah, fascinating thing. So I have to also say I'm sorry for uh, completely skipping your name last week. I was like, ah, uh, you know the guy who's helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely check out his channel. It is, um, it's got a lot of fun stuff. On. Cool, Zach. How about you? Um, so being as that I'm kind of getting back into the audio and recording game, I need to brush up on my knowledge and uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, there's a channel. Let me get a link to it. It's called Sonic Sense Pro Audio. So if there's anybody that's into this sort of thing, it's, you know, I've just been kind of re-immersing myself into this world and learning how to uh, better use compressors and all these sort of audio you care about. But if that's something you're interested in, I found it pretty useful. I'll, I'll throw the link in the, but yeah, that's what cool. Well, what's your, uh, your favorite uh, product or tool of the week? Uh, my favorite tool I'm super excited about. I finally got that welding cart together a while ago and I have been taking uh, TIG welding quite a bit over the past couple, like week when I got it set up. So um, that sign that I'm doing, the backlit sign, I'm actually, uh, I, I welded that together with silicon bronze instead of, so it's steel, but I don't know if you guys have seen like the TIG welds that are kind of like bronzy gold looking, that's silicon bronze. It's it's almost more like brazings. You try not to melt the parent metal as much. So that'll be in the next video. I'll probably post a short little clip of TIG welding those corners together to end my instant. But uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying TIG welding it. It's fun to suck at something and how to get better. <laughs> uh, I really want to get, try TIG welding. Um, there's just kind of a high uh, entry cost into TIG welding, uh, but I, I really want to get into TIG welding. <laughs> <laughs> something that made all the difference in the world to me and i'm sure there's probably a handful of uh tig welders that listen to this but uh changing out the the cup in the lens which is the gas diffuser made such a huge difference i don't know if it's just because of the silicon bronze just the but holy crap like i was having 
I mean, I did a lot of welding when I was in Cleveland at that school. And then when I came back, it took me a while to get it dialed in. When I was working with that silicon bronze, I put a different gas lens and a number eight cup on all the difference. In the Maybe somebody who this stuff out can tell me how or why. Or made a There's all sorts of weird things with TIG that just changing a slight dynamic or the, the shape of the tip or the way that flows makes an incredible difference. Yeah, it's well, what else is crazy? I mean, I, I learned how to do this stuff in like 2002, the first time I picked up a TIG weld. And everything has changed. Like you used to have to have, uh, you know, like different electrodes, like for, you know, if you're doing ACES, but it used to be uh, thoriated and you'd have to like grind the tip differently and ball it to an AC. And it's just changed. Now it's super, you can do everything. It's pretty cool. Right what you got, Will? Uh, I got to say uh, my belt sander has been the champ this week. Um, just in shaping that, uh, that countertop, um, I really dislike jigsaws uh especially in something that's two inches thick uh i feel like they're not there it, it's too easy for the blade to get to go out of square in the middle of a cut and you get this weird wonky cut where the blade deflects uh and for this project because i wanted it to sit really nicely up against the back wall um i traced out the the my scribe that i made out of a sheet of blue on uh, my template, I traced that out on the countertop, uh, then cut off most of the waste with my circular saw, um, staying away from the line, and then just worked it back to the line with a belt sander, with a handheld belt sander with a 60 grit belt on it. And it like just really just ate the material super fast. And I always forget how much I like a belt sander for certain tasks. What kind of then, blade are you using that wanders on a jigsaw? Just a Bosch T-shank. Uh, yeah. So I always get like uh, finished capabilities off of, well, I used to. So I haven't used guys... the Jigsaw in like four or five years though, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I've on. always had issues. I have kind of a question maybe you guys know the answer to. So on every Jigsaw, there's like three different knobs, or at least all the ones I've had. And yeah. that adjusts like the, the angle of the blade, or maybe it's like the oscillation angle or something. Mm -hmm. And I know that for certain things, certain angles seem to cut way better. I don't know if anybody knows why or what, what the reason is. Uh, I always just fiddle with the settings and figure out which one cuts the best in that certain project. <laughs> maybe maybe somebody in the live chat or somebody that listens send us a why and we bring that up next one because I think that's kind of interesting. I always do yeah. the same thing. I just, I don't know. So I always, I always planned it being basically the difference between if it's, if it's got a lot of high forward and backward oscillation, that makes it a very aggressive cut. It removes a lot of material very quickly, but it also leaves a, a poor surface. Um, but also with it just reciprocating vertically, um, that also gives it a tendency to wander or the blade to twist in and out. Huh. Yeah. And, and also I've noticed, especially if you're cutting curves and stuff, certain, uh, settings mm -hmm. will turn back others. I don't know. We can maybe, if we get a good, a good answer, maybe actually. <laughs> yeah. I just had to say in the live chat, uh, Jonathan Katz Moses, Carbonite Gamorian, Jonathan 24, uh, they all agree with me that. Jigsaws suck. <laughs> you have I to used to love my jigsaw. Though. I did all sorts of things with it. I feel like there's times, it's one of those tools that as you get more tools, you use less. But every now and then there's that there's that occasion where mm -hmm. it's the only tool that will. Oh, absolutely. Like I'll never get rid of my jigsaw. I just don't want to use it when yeah, I could use I something mean, else. When you have a bandsaw, the jigsaw. Well, that you also have to, you also have to look at the teeth design of the blade you're using because there are, you know, 16 different, um, teeth patterns that you can use and each one of those cuts differently whether mm -hmm. it's shears or rips or slices um, yeah. and each one of those have a different usage that you have to get to know 
that was the wrong tooth, tooth pattern on a, a different thing could give, gives you horrible results. Yeah. The cool. um, first woodworking tools that I got though, because if you need yeah. to make curves and stuff and you don't have a ton of money, like it's, it'll you get, can, you can also rip down sheets of plywood with it. Yeah, it's great. So I don't want to take away from jigsaw. Yeah. Well, for my uh, product tool of the week is uh, wooden beam clamps. Um, I love my beam clamps. And if any of you have ever watched one of my videos where I'm making something, they are literally a wooden beam with these metal pieces on either end. Um, they basically do what any bar clamp would do, uh, except for they are far more enjoyable to use. And they're just, they're fun. Um, and they're, they're hard to find. Uh, but a while ago, I did a video on uh, making them. And it was a collaboration with uh, Wildman Tech. And uh, I just, I really enjoy them. Um, and if you've ever watched my video, you know that I really love my beam clamps. <laughs> so that's about it for this week. Um, you have uh, wasted uh, woo, almost an hour this time. Wow, we've uh, we're killing a lot of people's uh, productivity this year, this week. That was chatty today. To my <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'll see if I can edit that back a little bit. Well, I had a whole pot of French press before we started recording, and I don't have any friends here, so whenever I get the chance to talk to people, it's it <laughs> away from me. <laughs> Cool. Well, if you'd like to join the live chat, we record every Thursday at uh, 10 Eastern time, uh, 10, cent no, 10 Eastern. Eastern time, 9 Central time. I have to fix that out because I'm the one in Central time. <laughs> so you can come and join us on our YouTube channel, the uh, Creators Collective, and uh, feel free to ask us our questions there. If you do have any questions you'd like to add, you can uh, send those to us on one of our social media sites, Facebook's, uh, Instagram, YouTube, wherever the cool people are, or feel free to contact one of us individually, and uh, we'll try and get those on the, the list to answer in the future. So that's about it for this week. And until next time, have a wonderful day. Adios, guys. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.